0: good afternoon guys welcome to this Monday's wealth creation show today we're going to talk about don't kid yourself Jim this is going to be quite a good one um I think a lot of people I mean the question you ask yourself really is have you ever thought that you could be kidding yourself or when it comes to maybe your professional or your uh, personal life do you sometimes lie to yourself because I mean I think if we're all being completely truthful the answers more than likely yes on some occasions um people do it all the time and sometimes they bend the facts to fit maybe a self image or uh, perpetuating a view of themselves that is often more positive than actually accurate. social media and things is quite um quite a good uh, example of that so today we're gonna go through and explain how and why maybe we like to kill ourselves I think a
1: lot of people kid themselves every single yeah. time, my, myself included. You know, yeah, you, no, you, you, we'll you, you tell yourself what, what I've always said before is uh, you rationalise everything. So, you know what rationalise is? It's just telling yourself rational lies, you yeah. know, to, to, to understand what you are. It's not the greatest subject in the world, to, but I think, first of all, you have to understand where you are right now in order to build on to move forward. And if you keep kidding yourself every single day that is in, a, in some sort of delusional world mm-hmm. about, you know, how things are happening for you, then it'll never change, Richard. It'll no. never change for you. Anybody out there, will never change for you at all. I've been through this all before, and I still, I still find myself now and again, just now and again. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. What are you, what are you saying? What are you talking about? You know, <laughs> and, and it's this mind, it's this voice in your head. My voice is called Bubbles, you know, that's it. The voice in my head is called Bubbles. We all have that little voice that talks to you. What makes you think you're so special? That voice. Yeah. <laughs> and now and again, I just tell Bubbles, shut up, Bubbles. Sit in the corner and don't say a word. Yeah. Because everything you're, everything's coming to your mouth
0: right now is bullshit. <laughs> it just, what, <laughs> it's not the easiest subject to cover. And I think probably for most people, because it's a wee bit of maybe a reality check, and a lot it will probably hit home. Because, like you say, we're all guilty at some point in time, kidding ourselves, maybe telling white lies to ourselves to make ourselves feel better or portray ourselves differently. And I think, really, in order to be um, who you want to be or get to where you want to go on your journey and things, you really need to be honest with yourself. And the Instagrammers, you yeah, the and Instagrammers it's noisy, are easy. It's noisy.
1: Old, You know, the, it's, it's the TikTokers are <laughs> looking at you. All. <laughs>
0: No, look no, at the TikTokers on the other
1: channel. It's like it's the TikTokers that are at fault here. It's the Instagrammer. It's the Instagrammers, the TikTokers. It's the people yeah. that live this uh, deceptive life. This, mm-hmm. this, like, look at us, all. all these beautiful pictures of us, all the children together. We're all sitting on the bed. We're all in our nice white robes, you know, all looking beautiful. And the lighting's right and the makeup's right and all the rest of it. And then when you take all that shit off, you're just like anybody else. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know, the, the classic example of deception is that time when you used to go to the disco and you'd see you'd see a beautiful person. You go, oh, they look really nice. And then <laughs> you wait. You possibly, you probably, pos- pos- possibly see them the next day in the morning. You think, holy shit! Or well, the, <laughs> well, the lights, well, on well the makeup the and eyelashes and everything had disappeared. It's like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I like. I I love I love and and women. I, and this is just a, a personal thing for me. I love yeah. women natural. Natural. I just, I just want to see how you see it. I don't, I don't want the gloss and the glitz and the glamour with it. I just like natural people. I like people to be natural themselves because it, it brings out the best in them, and you see the best qualities in them, and you will attract the right person. It's for you as a result of you being natural. Yeah. If you're not Everyone natural, has, you might be attracting the wrong person. There's a lesson itself.
0: Everybody's got their own natural beauty, and I think and it, and it also resonates with. Uh, certain people and that's how you find your right person and you get these people you see in celebrities and things and they were they were they were beautiful anyway but they've got that wrapped up in this self-image and, and how they portray themselves, and they've ended up ruining their, their whole face and all these fillers and all the rest of it i mean i've seen people really ruin their looks that way um and there's no coming back for that beauty beauty i mean beauty itself
1: you know don't kid yourself is a really good one to talk about beauty in itself yeah. beauty is really within it's, it's You will attract the right person as a result, if you if you want to attract the right person, as a result of who you are within, not yeah. what you project outside. What you project outside is probably going to kid the other person thinking this person is someone I believe aligns with me and my values. However, what you're doing at that one point in time is you're giving them a false impression. This goes to men and women or anybody else out there yeah. of any gender, of any whatever, goes to everybody you will attract more than likely the person it doesn't align with your beliefs and values because it's all based on superficial
0: yeah i mean it comes to the nitty-gritty and the, the, the hard light of day that person's not who you thought they were exactly
1: and remember beauty is in the eye of the beholder yeah that's what they need to see within you and not all the false perceptions and what they see and it's a classic you know you see this you see this the jokes and the comedy sketches about when the person turns up to meet somebody on a blind date and go that's not that's not what your profile is that's not like your profile and that other person goes it's not like your profile either
0: yeah <laughs> um yeah okay so yeah. so we're getting yeah, beauty and self-image is a really good one but today we are uh, we've kind of broken it down into six kind of main areas to cover Um, and the ways that we use self-deception to make ourselves feel better Um, and as we go through each one today um, I mean various people might come obviously to us and and people watching various people might come to mind and make you realize that many people and many people in certain professions and things use these forms of self-deception on a daily basis so now um, it can be said that self-deception is effective as a coping mechanism. They do say that that people do these things as in order to, as a way for people to cope and keep them from falling prey to their feelings of maybe help helpful helplessness and depression and things as well. So overall it's a it's a tool that we use to kid ourselves, but it could really it can really cause right. problems.
1: You you've hit the nail on the head. Look for example at Facebook. Mm-hmm. You know, you know the needy people out there on Facebook. Because well, the, they, immediately, both, they yeah. immediately drop a, a, a time, you know, a, a, a truth bomb or whatever it is. It gets people to go, oh, you're all right. Are you OK? I'll message you, darling, yeah. and all the rest of it. And it's like, you, you're, you're just making it worse for them. I, I know, and, 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 you know, I'm not giving any real big advice here, but sometimes you're just making it worse for someone else because you're teaching the dog to chase the sledge. Yeah. They're looking for attention. They're looking for affirmation. And and by giving it to someone, it's just leading them into that false insecurity. It's it's probably like it's probably like the singers that are not the really good singers, and their mother and father say, "Oh, you're brilliant. You should be on." And their aunties and uncles, "You're the brilliant." Oh, like, you'll be the next Gareth Gates. You'll be the next <laughs> Will Young. You'll be the next. You know, whoever it is. And it's like, oh wow. And then they end up on X Factor, and they go for the Britain's Got Talent, and they go for the audition. And Simon Cowell was. Who have told you you were a great singer? Yeah. And shoots my them mom, down in flames. My yeah. <laughs> and it's like you need to have a word with your mum then, because your mum's just led you right up the garden path. So there's 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 positive affirmation and there's just kidding you. There's just kidding people. Yeah. It's just you know, it's it's no great to to keep that that delusional thinking going. Um and it's actually good to take to take stock of where you are right now. And actually realise where you are, because I keep saying, I mean, we we're, we're talking about we this is a wealth creation show. Okay. Yeah. Normally people would associate wealth with money. Yeah. But not that's not the, the money will be a byproduct of what you do well now what you're doing right now is we're talking about don't kid yourself because once you understand the dynamics behind that and you understand yourself from within because this is what this is all about about not kidding yourself you understand you you know how you operate in the most efficient manner possible and you know the triggers which will trigger stress. And you know all the things that will actually show you that you're stressed. I was listening to Stephen Bartlett this morning, and he was saying things like uh, he gets spots on his face when he gets stressful. He has a spot on his tongue, apparently, appears on his tongue. Really? Yeah, when he gets stressed, he he has a spot. I have. It's not appeared in years. I have wee blisters that appear on my my, my, my fingers. Yeah, when I get stressed. So I know I'm hyper-stressed, and that's all the wee things that tell me. I don't know within I'm stressed, but I just know it because I, I, know, I know these things. But I've learned how to manage all that now as a result of what I do, therefore um, completely stress-free. Yeah. You, know, just, you know, a lot of these things just wash off me now after a conversation. We've had these conversations privately, Richard. We'll have yeah. a quick conversation, and then that's probably the end of the conversation, and then it makes it a lot better, and it's a lot easier to, to manage
0: yeah so people watching might think that quite often like obviously we we I mean, we talk about a lot of stuff and people like you say might associate wealth creation it's all about money but it's not it's about you and, and if you've not got yourself and your health and your mindset and everything in the right place like i done a blog a vlog this morning talking about being a letting agent and and what i said in that was it's not just all about letting houses it's about people and building relationships and mindset and you know building your knowledge and there's so much more to it it's not just about letting houses I, and likewise, like you say, then there's a lot more to wealth creation than just money. This
1: is this is what brings me to rationalisation, yeah. telling yourself rational lies. Yeah, we all do it, often accompanied by denial. Yeah, <laughs> rationalisation <laughs> exactly. is used to justify loads of things. Uh, it's really loads of things we do when we know we're wrong, yeah. but we don't want to be wrong. So your natural, your natural. Defense mechanism, your what we call your reptilian part of your brain, flight or fight response, which mm-hmm. is in within your brain in the middle somewhere. Um, it's never actually evolved over the years. It's still flight or fight response. Actually, goes into protection mode, and, and it starts to rationalize everything around about you, and starts to you know, oh well, it would have been like that anyway, or it would have happened like yeah. that anyway, or it would have lost. I, oh, I would have lost anyway. It's like so. So that justifies you not know, going in for it then, because mm-hmm. you you would have lost anyway. So you've actually lost before you've begun. That, that that makes no sense just, at all. You've just set
0: yourself up for failure,
1: yeah. Set yourself up for failure straight away. This is what somebody said to me. I said, Okay, so your tenant pours pours oil down the sink and the sink gets blocked. Who's responsible for it? And I went, Absolutely the tenant, because yeah, they got yeah. the they got it, it was what the sink wasn't blocked block when they got it. So it's it's the tenants' normal responsibility, and, he, and this person went, "Oh, you're so naive." I went, "No, I'm not naive. I'm just not <laughs> accepting the fact that I'm not paying for it." Yeah, I'm ex- That's what I'm saying, and, and and I says, obviously you've given up straight away, and you'll you'll be naive enough to just accept it, the cost, and and. This comes down to experience, and I I went like this is 30 years experience. (laughs) And I mean, have you got 30 days (laughs) of experience? That's the sort of thing, yeah. So it's it's not accepting. It's the other one. I was talking to someone the other night about a strategy. I know their house is valued about 160 to 170,000, and in my mind, it's like, what do I need to do to put a strategy together to get 200,000 out of somebody? And they're like, wow, do you think you could actually do that? I went, I don't know, but I'm going to sure as hell try. (laughs) Now, that's not delusion. That's what I need to do in a strategy in order to get Mm 200,000 for a 160,000 pound property. That's 25% more in this current marketplace for a property. Now, this is a one bedroom bungalow. Can be developed upstairs because next door has done it. And when you walk out the back, it's got uninterrupted views right across the harbour to the woods of fifth and Fourth and across mm-hmm. to, to Berwick Law and the May Isle. I, so why would anybody not in a million years and it's ready to move in? Finished a real good standard as well. So ready to move in. Potential and So I could I could get that across in a video, definitely. You yeah. can't get that across in words. Definitely not in words. You can't get across it in pictures, you can't get across it in silent movie but you can get that across in a video. Yeah. You can actually explain that to the other person at the other end, and you don't know who that person is, but you don't know who's got that money and who's out there at that point in time looking to buy that property. So it's about not telling yourself these rationalizations, the rational lies. You know, a job seeker who... who here, here's a good one. You actually wrote this here, Richard. Yeah. A job seeker who lies, uh, who lies on their CV to get, to get an interview validates it with... Their candidate criteria is unrealistic. That's the only way I'll get a chance to get yeah. to prove I'm the right person for the job. And I see that that's often. What, that's what they do it. Yeah.
0: You
1: know, they validate it by doing that. Somebody that lies on their CV. You know. Oh, it's like I'm 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 really good for the job. I'm I'm I'll I'll, I'll I I'd be able to do that job. No bother. But it's like so you'll just rationalise it and tell a lie
0: in order to get the job. And I tell you what, you'll soon be found out. Yeah. If you're embellishing things on a CV and, and not and portraying yourself as something that you're not, it'll definitely come out in the woodwork.
1: It's effectively just taking a shortcut. Yeah. Somebody's just trying to take a shortcut. And there's... They're now, some people... Every single person I know has done that in the past, with well, us, Richard, is no longer here. Yeah. Because they've been found out at some point in time. It's like, nah, you, you, you couldn't you do this you job. You, this,
0: this. So you said you've done this. And-
1: yeah, you said you had experience in this. You said you had experience in that. So where is it? Because I can't see it. Yeah, and it's and it's literally that's what they've done, they've just lied. So, here's a question for the audience:
0: yeah,
1: what have you rationalized quite recently to make yourself feel better about a choice or a decision at work that deep down you knew was questionable? (laughs) I'll I'll be interested to see if anybody else puts that in (laughs) the in the in the in the comments, or first on Facebook and YouTube and that, because it will stay there. And TikTok, it won't. So TikTok, this is your opportunity to cleanse your soul, <laughs> and let's have yeah. your confessions. What have you said on your CV recently? It's not
0: really the exact truth. <laughs> TikTok, don't let me down. I need these answers. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good to get. I mean, I'd be really interested if everybody starts running to the comments and and chips in here because I'm sure we could all think of something. Um, maybe if it's not just fairly recently, but over the years, you know, there's bound to be something you thought, God, I really fudged that, or I really like that was that was just kind of. I'm not really sure
1: if I've there. done it ever, Richard. Really, I, I've I've certainly done it to get mortgages. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but let's not talk about that.
1: <laughs> oh, I was going
0: to leave that on record.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've certainly done that to get lending from the bank.
0: <laughs> Bending yeah, the truth. Using, Gary's using his, uh, ben, his, golf, his golfing, um example there. Yeah, yeah it w- it, this wasn't my fault. It took five
1: shots to get out of the bunker. And a, a whole four this morning. It, it it was due to the wet sand. Well, <laughs> we all know it's due to proper technique, isn't it? They want <laughs> to do that shot. Yeah. But but what we do blame somebody else, and that's that's what rationalise is all about. Yeah. You know, it's always someone else's fault except mine. You know, your your manager split up. Okay, um, so it's your partner's fault. Well, it's not really. <laughs> it's not just your partner. There's something that's caused the partner not to see you as the ideal mate anymore you're mm-hmm. not the ideal partner for them anymore and that's down to you that's down to who you are and who you have become as a result that yeah, could that, be excessive drink that could I, be excessive um, yeah. that could be habits that you've adopted that they never ever knew anything about it you kept well hidden until it came out and manifested itself in
0: stress yeah i think in relationship breakdowns in any aspect whether it's obviously you know working relationships personal relationships and things if things break down for the be the person to step back and be like mm, I've I done that wrong I've done this wrong do you know and take responsibility for your part and things I mean it's not always easy for a lot of people to do and still some people still kid themselves and say maybe it wasn't a their fault or, 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 or are are, are um, open to sharing the responsibility of something like that Um, that's a difficult one for people. I don't admit when I'm wrong to Elaine, my wife. It's like, I can't, because then she'll go, then
1: then she'll go, I know that, and because of this, that, and that, and I went, hold it. You didn't need to beat me up mentally about this. I've already beat myself up so much about it anyway. I don't need somebody else to chip in with. You know, That's the sort of thing. So I'm very critical to myself in terms of Queer ally as well. So, so you know, in the past, I'm I'm not really sure if I've actually done it, especially in a job, because it's like I've always been quite critical of myself anyway. Yeah. So I've never really seen the point of embellishing the truth. I probably I probably learned at an early age. I was quite lucky where I probably learned when I was a lot younger, when I was when I'm before my teenage years, you know, constantly getting into trouble. And realizing, you know, out of the out of the basically the rationalization and probably the lies that you talk you you, yeah. you spoke at that time. I realized earlier on, uh, you know, telling a lie just, lie just leads to another lie, just leads to another lie, just leads to another lie. And the next minute you're knee deep in lies. <laughs> and then it, all all. it has no benefit for your health at all, does it? It just puts you more stress on you because then you try to cover up. We're trying to make sure, what did I tell that person? What did I tell this person? What did I say to that person? And then it comes out unconsciously. Sometimes you'll then give the game away by saying certain things. And then the other person picks up on it and thinks, wait a minute. That's not what you said the first time round. Yeah. They don't tell you, though, but they hear what you've just said. That's the key. So for God's sake, don't rationalize things. Just be honest with yourself. where you are right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, rationalisation and, and kidding yourself and, and using things to justify um, where you are or what you what your abilities are. You really need to be honest and transparent about that. Now, the next one. This is really good. So the better than average effect. Now I was looking at this. So people need to ask themselves where they are on a scale from one to ten. Okay, number one being totally socially inept and and obviously that's fine. And ten being the best. Okay. Now, I looked there were studies and things done with us, and the average response is around about eight or nine. Okay.
1: I'm always <laughs> 10.
0: <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> even when people are comparing themselves to really successful and socially skilled individuals, they're still coming in at like eight and nine. Yeah. And this, so this would obviously tell us then that most people have social skills better than the average, which is impressive, or there's a really large percentage of people who are, are really just kidding themselves.
1: Of course they're kidding themselves. It's yeah. like, you know, um, I'm the best at this and the best at that. And and, and, and it's like I'm, be- I'm the, the better than average is a really good one. I'm eh? better than average. It's like, well, I'm, I'm not really interested in a be- if I'm better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. I couldn't care less. It's difficult for me to say because I spoke to a customer this morning and it says, you know, unlike our competition, and I says, I'll be honest, I don't really like even referring to them as a competition because nobody's my competition except me. Yeah. Um, I have no competition except me because it's uniqueness of me and no one can replicate that. So you have no competition really. So I don't care what anybody says about an estate agency and a letting agency and in business and your job and people at your work. It's you're not competing against anybody else except you. And that's how you should be looking at it. You should be working on you being the best version of you could, you could ever be every single day and what you need to do to do that. Not kidding yourself and thinking, well, I'm better than them, and that'll do. Oh, my God. What, you're just settling then? Yeah. I'm just better than them. What if they're shite? (laughs) 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 Oh, I'm better than them. It's like, they're shite. I love that word, eh? Nice Scottish word, shite. Um, What what if they're crap, eh? it's like oh, i'm better than them it's like at least i'm better than them or oh, what just better than crap so is that just average then it's just this i okay it's like i would rather be i would rather be striving constantly to be the best at what
0: i want to be and how i want to be and who i want to be the person top i want percentage to be bracket, yeah of anything that you do yeah and the, and the, the i'm better than average thing That mentality is uh, quite popular and you know studies and things showed that like around about 86 percent of people in studies um, especially in like prof- professional atmospheres and things like within workplace managers and things believe that they have more uh, they're more ethical than their peers. Um, so there's a lot how a do lot. you think how do you think people get off
1: on putting other people down mm-hmm. because I'm better than them that's what that's all about yeah if I put them down it'll elevate me higher. But what they don't realize is actually that it's 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 putting them down as well. You, all you're doing is you're it's a false, it's a false economy, it's a false thing, it's it's a false mindset. You don't you're not thinking right when you do that. When you put another person down, you just show everyone else how low you are as well yeah. in doing that. There's there's no there's no need for that. So attacking somebody personally, you know maybe for what they do is a different story because it's what they're doing rather than the person themselves. But but a lot of people get off on that on social media. You see that, the keyboard warriors. The,
0: yeah,
1: I, I just call them trolls, to be honest. It's like, yeah. you know, why are you on my timeline talking about something which is completely irrelevant to what I'm talking about right now? Bugger off. Go yeah. somewhere else. You know I'm quite intolerant today. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's it. It's like, yeah. you know, it's 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 my timeline. It's my it's my audience. Mm-hmm. Okay. If somebody whoever that person is, it's like go and get your own audience and start your own thing, if that's you, the case. If you've got something to say or you want to be like that, yeah. Yeah, there's people that feel the need to do that. I've got a wee mortgage broker, a wee naff boy. It's like he seems to, you know, he seems to have a, a wee grievance against me. I don't know why, because I don't even know him. But, he, but it's like I, I commented to him the other day and I says, what relevance has that comment got to do with what I've just said? It's got no relevance at all. Go and put it on the main post so everybody else can see it rather than actually comment on my bit, on my yeah. thread. There's no point to it. It's like people on TikTok come on and say things that are completely irrelevant to what we're talking about right now. Yeah. Why do you need to say that? Why do you feel the need to say that? Does it make you feel better? Putting other people down, or upsetting other people, or annoying other people. Oh, I get a real kick out of that. Wow,
0: got a real inferiority complex there, haven't you? <laughs> you get a real kick out of that. Think about that. It's true, though. It is, and a lot of people really need to question sometimes their actions and what they say and how and what they what they um, portray. Their, how they portray themselves on social media is quite a it's quite a good example for what we're talking about today. Um, but yeah, that's obviously. Let's obviously be honest with ourselves, and I mean, how many times have people, or, or anybody watching, thought to themselves, mm, "I'm better than I'm better than them, or I'm better than my co-workers, or or better still, maybe." And like we see, a lot of managers and things in jobs think they're better than their peers. So, when was the last time, maybe, if you are in a in a, a manager's position, maybe in your job, that you've com- contemplated maybe you're better than your boss? Do you know? Because a lot of people have a have a um, have this feeling towards their boss, and oh, to yeah. justify it to themselves. I think, oh, get I'm, all more, the time. I'm morally better than them So that's you know, so it justifies me Obviously talking about them do you know There's that,
1: always that, one when you go out all. for a drink There's always yeah. one when you go out for a drink It gets absolutely plastered And mm. then they want to spew all their verbal diarrhoea at their yeah. boss It's yeah. like they, t- they sit there and go on About how they're, you know, my boss Doesn't know this and doesn't know that And he can't do this and she can't do that And it's like, what do they know I'm better than them And it's like, well sober up and say it to them to their face then instead
0: yeah
1: yeah because you probably won't you'll you'll run scurrying right away back under your rock and hide there <laughs> until you're drunk again won't you yeah and that but hey listen understand this I have been there away in the very beginning we're talking about 30 40 years ago yeah. I mean I, under, I stuff understand stuff. I understand why someone thinks like that and why someone acts like that you don't you don't need to be like that but you need to you need to take ownership of why you're like that and understand what you need to solve in your life to be different to that that's the key that's why everybody always thinks it's like this is why everybody has addictions (laughs) this is why everybody's an addicted gambler because they need something else in their life to actually give them a thrill. This is why they're addicted uh, to alcohol. You know, why they're addicted to going out all the time, why people are addicted to sex, because they need Mm -hmm. to be affirmed, they need to be needed, they need to be loved. And that's the way they think they should get it. This is what all this comes from. Don't kid yourself. There's something in your life, it's happened to you, not wrong with you, it's happened to you that you need to resolve in order to allow you to move forward and have a better quality of life and more understanding from yourself and from within. Yeah.
0: Because
1: as they all say, you know, when the oxygen mass drops down on the plane, make sure you sort yourself out first before you can sort someone else.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's tr- very true, Jim. And I think. Ask
1: the audience a question, Richard. What is yeah, the question for that, just to finish question. off?
0: there's a few questions as we go through these different points and I think if you're watching take note and maybe think and answer these questions and this one is really I mean when it comes to you and and whatever you're doing or whether it's in your job or 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 your profession are you really as good as you think you are
1: I am (laughs) But, <laughs> I've but, yeah, always been. Wish, I've uh, always been like this. People that know me know that this yeah. is all tongue in cheek. But yeah. I tell you what, though, you have to have a really good self-image yourself. Yeah. Um. You don't need to be delusional about it, but you need a good self-image. But you need also. Also to 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 understand, uh, you know, this isn't this isn't me <laughs> being completely delusional. Thing, I'm better than everybody else. Yeah. No, it's just a healthy self-image is good for you. It allows you to move forward, but not a delusional self-image. And this is why we talk about what we're going to talk about next is probably the illusions of control. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. God, I could write a book on this. (laughs) I could write a book on this. You know, how people go throughout their lives, myself included, Mm -hmm. and the need to be in control of a certain situation. This is when we think, in spite of all the odds, we can manage the outcome of a situation. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, it's mental. You know, when you're splitting up from a partner, it's like, I'm going to control what they're going to do next. I know people that have asked to split up from their partners. They've married other partners, and they're still trying to con- control their ex-partner's life. What's all that about? That's that's, uh, that's you, You're not right in the head. I know. That's crazy. That's, that's just like, you need to go and see somebody about that. And and it happens. It, it does happen, and, and you just don't realise it. You don't realise it's happened. Uh, here's an example. Many people in their day-to-day job think that they'll do uh, their job well and stay under the radar. Then they should be able to keep their job as long as as long as they want and they stay under the radar. Just yeah, just to, but, just to, Yeah, post yeah you
0: and but stay under I'm pretty
1: sure that a lot of people who use the self-deception tool have possibly learned the hard way that that really doesn't work. Because when it comes to the cut, you're the first person out the door, because mm-hmm. you're nothing special. Because you've sat under the radar all your days at your job, so don't sit under the radar. Stick your head above the parapet. You may get you eggs thrown at your it, comfort you. zone, but more than likely you'll get eggs thrown at you from the people round about you, because yeah. they you to be just like
0: them, average. And I think that's a big it, <laughs> it's a big fear within people and especially in workplaces and things as well. Do you know you all just want to kind of like you say, um stay under the radar and do that. And, and when the one person pushes themselves out of their comfort zone, uh, comfort limit and and does better and, and then actually gets recognized for it. And it's like, oh, look at them, uh, brown nosing and you know, chino And that's what that's the type of thing that happens. That's them. why that's fact,
1: that's what that's exactly yeah. what you've just said it there. Look at them brown nosing the they are halfway up the boys' backside. It's like all these different things. And 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 that's because they would want to do that themselves, but, they've, they've but they're, they're too embarrassed to step out of their comfort zone and yeah. they're too uncomfortable to step out of their comfort zone because um so they, they actually try to put someone else down. That's back. what that's all about. How come I never got the promotion? Well, it's because you sit under the radar all the time and you don't yeah. actually do anything. You don't do any additional work. You don't actually chip in when it's needed. You're not a team player. You just, yeah. You're just you just in isolation. You don't help anybody else. You don't look after anybody else. You don't do anything else outside of your normal day-to-day. You're a nine-to-fiver. That's it, nine-to-fiver yeah. Monday to Friday. You, you're never gonna get rewarded for any of that unless you're outstanding at what you do in your job. Like me, <laughs> <laughs> I actually worked out in the whole year so far since April because you've not seen the numbers yet. I've no idea. I've, I've actually worked 10 weeks more than
0: like the nine to five than
1: hours. the normal nine to five. Yeah. 10 weeks more in the whole year since April, the beginning of April last year. 10 weeks more. Imagine having 10 weeks more productivity. I know. So isn't it any surprise that my career went from training accountant to financial director (laughs) in such a short space of time? Because that's all I did. That's all I focused on. Isn't it any surprise that we've gone from just an estate agent to the number one estate agent four years in a row? And it's like, you know, these, these things just don't happen by accident. It's because you don't have this illusion. You don't lose this and you don't become delusional about, you know, what your position is and you don't hide either so step out of your comfort zone move forward yeah it might be that uncomfortable in the beginning but you'll benefit from it if you're uncomfortable doing something just remember you're growing and you're learning because you've never done it before and that's why you're uncomfortable
0: yeah i've learned that that the more the more you push yourself and the more you push yourself into situations where you feel uncomfortable Ultimately, it's a direct relation to how more successful but you're going to be.
1: Reptilian brain, you know, it's never grown and never evolved since prehistoric man sitting in there. We've all got it. It's never changed. It's an, an, an enigma or something like that. I can't imagine what it is. It's just this wee tiny bit of your brain. It's just reptilian brain. It's just fight or fight response. So what it does oh, is it tries, to, it, offense, yeah, right. that's it. it tries to protect you. it's deliberately trying to protect you by saying well that's really uncomfortable maybe you shouldn't be doing that Mm -hmm. because maybe oh you'll be embarrassed oh what will everybody else think who cares what everybody else thinks
0: you just need to learn how to overcome that
1: i watched a fantastic film the other night watch it pom diane keaton and various other of our pals pom pom 2019 and it's about it's about Dan keaton she's about 70 odds yeah i do you know. she wanted to be a cheerleader when she was younger and she went to hell with it. i'm going to be a cheerleader now so she retires to an old folks you know uh, living community and uh, this is her she gets the rest of them eight of them seven of other pals together and uh, together to actually form a cheerleaders group and to go in for the cheerleader competitions <laughs> and it's <laughs> and it's and it's all these different things to help everybody else it's like we're enjoying ourselves and and at that point in time personally for me I could see myself in the audience going, get in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and actually being the one cheering for them. Because it's like, uh, that's, uh, the sort of, that's the sort of stories and the inspirational things that you want to watch. That's yeah. the sort of stuff you want to get in your head. You don't want all this morbid, um, you know, oh, you'll embarrass yourself stuff in your head. I remember one of my cousins, was like he was telling me the story about, you know, he was going into the London Marathon and he's not really much fit. And one of his colleagues, which he holds in high esteem, says, "Well, you better make sure you get a good time, because you don't want to be embarrassed." And he went, "Well, I could. I, I'm, I'm doing. I'm. I'm only doing. It probably take me about five hours to do a marathon. Oh, maybe you don't want to go in for it." Sorry, That's don't terrible. go in for it in case you're embarrassed of getting five hours. There's folks sitting on the couch doing hee haw That person he's probably speaking does never run a marathon in his life. And he's telling him "No, be embarrassed to be doing a marathon in five hours. That's crazy, yeah. That is. But you see how that comes in? Yeah. People want to control you. And do you know why they want to control what you do? Because you'll show them up. Yeah, definitely. That's why they want to control what you do. Because you'll be the one that shows them up. They don't want that. They don't like that. There's a lot of people in the world like that. Definitely. So yeah. it's hard, but yeah, learning firsthand when there's no such thing as full control in certain situations, and even an in instance of job security, yeah, and that yeah and that are, of
0: job security.
1: If you're wired and fired, and you you're continually learning all the time, job security is always there for you, no matter who you're working with. You know, I've gone through my life where people, are, you know, I've actually left most of my jobs because I've realised I'm redundant now. A trained monkey could do what I've just done because yeah. I've put it all together in a systemized, systemized, systematized process. So basically a trained monkey could do this now. You don't need me anymore. So I'm off to somewhere else. But mm-hmm. there was one occasion where one of my bosses came and said, Jim, I've got to let you go. And I went, stating in the obvious, I had engineered everything like that to save the company. Basically, you know, we stripped the workforce back to what it was. The company is still going today and it's still alive. It mm-hmm. would have folded if I hadn't done that. And there was no need for me to be there anymore. So when he said, "Are oh, you going to maybe run it, it's like, yeah, great, okay. Two weeks later I was a financial director. Mm-hmm. It's like
0: so, so you lost your job as a financial controller, and then two weeks later you were a financial director. But that was, it, you obviously had that expectation that, that like obviously you knew that the position you were in. So you kind of had you knew it was coming.
1: But I I I didn't expect it to happen. I wasn't really expecting anything, Richard. It's the very fact that I understood why he was doing it. And he felt remorse in doing it. And it's like, fine, no bother. I'll go do something else. Because I have the full full security of knowing that what I know and what I can do and what I can deliver is valuable to someone else. Yeah. So easily, I'll just go and do something else with someone else and help them on their journey. It's as simple as that. If I'm not doing this, I'll just do something else. It's fine, I'm okay with that. But what they didn't know at the time as well is that I had my buy to like business. Yeah, so I was earning more than I was earning at their work outside of my side hustle. Yeah, so it was like, why am I bothered? It's like, well, we're paying you off. Yoo-hoo! I'll get a holiday. <laughs> I'll get you a wee bit more time back. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what having your side hustle and your buy to like business and your property business alongside your job does for you. Not giving up your job. Alongside a job, build your wealth. The three things I advise everybody to do is have a job with a really good employer that you like, because that keeps you gives that gives you security. Yeah. But also your side hustle and what you've got coming in, you just need to keep reinvesting that, don't you, every single time. Yeah. You don't need it for your job because your job provides for your living. This provides for your lifestyle. So you keep compounding that and reinvesting it, and then your pension is a great tax deduction and a great booster in income. Over the long over, over the long term, because as soon as you put money in, you either get twenty percent or forty percent uplift in terms of relief. If you're a higher yeah. rate or a low rate taxpayer, depend. Where can you get that type of return? Nowhere. You cannot get that instant return. I'm in retirement age right now. Okay, so I could retire tomorrow. Mm-hmm. If I put forty thousand pound of my money, I would get an instant forty percent lift on that, and then I'd be able to draw twenty five percent tax free immediately. Ching! Yeah. (laughs) where am I going to get that return overnight? You're not. It's impossible. Oh, crypto. (laughs) No, not crypto. Crypto. Not crypto. (laughs) Oh, I had some. I had some nut job on talking about how crypto. Oh, crypto's returned seven hundred percent. Has it returned seven hundred percent for you? Uh, Well, no. Uh, Well, did you invest anything in crypto? Well, no. Well, shut up then. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, who cares? I Tesla. If I'd invested in Tesla, hindsight's a great thing. I know. People talk about, it's amazing how many people talk about we. What do you mean we? You never even invested in it. Somebody else invested in it, but you as the we didn't. So stop going on about we. We could do this. We could do that. It's like we invented penicillin. Well, no. It was was it it wasn't it wasn't that you invented penicillin. No, it was what I can't remember now. Ah oh, but do you know what I mean? The yeah. television John Logie Baird, penicillin I think was Alexander Graham Bell, was it no? I'm not really sure if it was or no. But but that's my point. I'm amazed at every single time how people say we've done this and we've done that. Well, you've done nothing. Somebody else that's exceptional at what they do have done it don't take the credit for them so go out and prove
0: something for yourself
1: and then yeah. see it
0: yeah before and before we move on i just noticed alan has jumped in my question here. jim he's like would you recommend putting money into a uh, stocks and shares isa as an additional long-term strategy
1: oh alan i am no financial guru or anything <laughs> like that but personally for me the one the things that i do right now is I've got my day-to-day job, which I do in a state agency. Yep. I've got my business that I own, which develops wealth over a period of time as well, and pays, and it's linked into my parent company, which has other businesses into there as well, which is a good tax-efficient uh, method. Uh, I also have, my obviously, my side hustle, which is my, my property business and, and the property I'm buying right now. Uh, but I also have a pension because it's a great tax deduction. I, I'm not a great believer in ISAs. It's like, you know, you may as well just have a normal savings account. Because you're getting a thousand pound allowance every single year in interest, uh, personal allowance on interest. So if you're allowed a thousand pound interest to make every single year, then I'm not really sure why you would want to keep it in an ISA in that wrapper because it's tax free anyway if you're earning less than a thousand pound in interest. Um, uh, stocks and shares, in terms of what I would think, stocks and shares is viewed as category six, uh, in, in investment purposes. Category seven is the highest risk you'll ever get. That's China, you know, international stocks and shares. So most investment houses in, in, in look at it as a category six. So for me personally, stocks and shares is a is a long term thing, um, not not a medium or short term. I don't think uh, stocks and shares for me personally is 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 my pension. I was talking to Elaine last night. It's uh, about pensions and stuff like that. And yeah. I said, uh, you know, when the market crashes and it halves your pension overnight, it's like a big deal. Because in five years' time it'll recover back to where it was, so you've not lost anything anyway. Because you're not to it for the long term. Well, yeah. I tell you after. what, when it does, when it does half, buy, 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 buy. Because <laughs> that's the type of things I do. You know, when the stocks, when the when the FTSE One Hundred drops like a stone, it's like I'm in there like a flash. You know, who's my cash? What can I just get it in there and stocks mm-hmm. and shares uh, in the FTSE One Hundred? Because it's it's a no-brainer because you know it recovers every single time. And 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 since since the last, I think, twenty years. Uh, um, yeah, the last twenty years, it's actually it's given a return every single year on dividends of four percent or thereabouts. So you've got your appreciation in the stock value, but you've also got your four percent return in dividends. So you know you're increasing wealth over a period of time. And if you've got it in your pension, you know it's no, it's 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 tax-free then. Yeah. And then when you build that wealth, you can draw twenty-five percent of that down tax-free, and you can just leave the rest. You don't need to draw it down just now. Um, you can just leave it where it is. So, and then the great thing about having that in a pension is the fact that it's in a private pension. Therefore, when something happens to you, it goes to your estate and goes to your children. Rather than being in a defined contribution, uh, sorry, not a defined contribution, a defined benefit, which is a company pension and the old style company pensions, like if you work for 40 years, we'll give you two thirds of the salary you couldn't afford to live in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it is. If you work for 40 years for us, we'll give you two thirds of the salary you couldn't afford to live in the first place. Well, thanks for that. It's like, no thanks. I'll just have my private pension. And I'll take my money and transfer it into that. For me personally, that's what I did. Uh, and, and and we did that for Elaine as well, because there's no point. Because it disappears with Diageo when Elaine and I go and the kids don't get it. And it's about 150 grand. It's like, I'd rather have it for us. And yeah. we're not using it now. We're just keeping it growing over a period of time. So... That's where I stand in terms of these things, the three things I always think to myself. Because my business, I can get easy access to cash because I keep quite a lot of cash in my business, cash reserves. Mm -hmm. So I can get easy access if I really want. I can just take out a bigger dividend. Um, In my day-to-day job, yeah, I live on what I've got and I'll live within that means. Um, But my long-term pension is just about, uh, you know, worst-case scenario, it all goes to pot. You've still got that to pull (laughs) back. It all goes belly up. Well I've got my pension anyway. Yeah. Between the pension and the house, there's a million. So it's like yeah. that's all right. I'll survive yeah. on a million. I'm sure, I'm sure you'll be all right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll survive on a million in worst case scenario. Um that you know, that's the sort of thing uh, that's that's why I'm that's why I'm no particularly bothered. Because if you've got that as a fallback, then why would you bother about anything else?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Well, hopefully that answered that for you, Alan. Um and that was some insights into obviously stocks and shares and ISOs and things as well. Back to um, obviously the topic, killing yourself, and we are looking at the self-deception, um, the different things that people use as self-deception. And we're gonna look at basking in reflective glory, Jim. So the self-deception tool explains that why uh, we are drawn to those with maybe a great amount of professional success. Because uh, people are generally social animals. Uh, mm. We spend much of our lives seeking out um, and managing bonds with other people. So it should come as no surprise then when uh, we're trying to feel good about ourselves, we frequently call to mind our, um, yeah. our illustrious associations with basking in um, their their obviously reflective reflective glory. So people that are successful, we tend to kind of ref- reflect their success as onto our own and, and kind of pa- pass that off. And that's, that's what obviously basking in reflective glory. As, that comes back to the we. Yeah. The we, the we the, thing. Yeah. We what do you yeah. mean we? You never did anything.
1: It's like it's 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 them. It's no, it's no me. It's you know that sort of thing. And and people like the power power of association, so they like to do that. In short, they like to brag about their association yeah. with other people with, with winners. People love to be around winners. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to. And it. um, and it's so true. Why is it that people love to share their conversations with, with, with higher ups? As, as as a way they up their own worth.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Now, there's no doubt about it. You know, like, I, I don't know what I talk about Richard Branson, but, you know, it's mm-hmm. like it's like when you talk about Richard Branson, all of a sudden you're, your status is elevated because you've spent time with Richard Branson. Mm-hmm. You know, immediately people associate with you. It's like, wow. Like well, a well,
0: more successful person. yeah.
1: They must be a lot more successful in my mind than I actually think because of that power of association. But you get like the people you associate with, remember. Yes. So if you associate with wealthy people, therefore it does rub off on you and therefore you succeed as a natural byproduct of it. You're destined to succeed by hanging about wealthy people. I'll guarantee you that. Yeah. You hang about wealthy people, you're destined to succeed because it starts to rub off on you and your mindset starts to change as a natural result and byproduct of actually hanging about wealthy people. If you hang about wannabes, you're going to be a wannabe. Yeah. You're going to be a fanboy for some of these property yeah. trainers. Let's be honest. You're going to be a fanboy. You're going to be an ultimate fan. Oh, look, I'm, I'm friends with these people and all the rest of it. It's like, you know, they're no bothered. They just want your money. They just want you to buy a course from them. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, be a fan of mine as much as you want. Because it just attracts more people to me and I'll make more money as a natural byproduct yeah. of that. So you know, you don't want to be a fanboy or a fan girl or a fan whatever you want to be. Um you just you want to be yourself and you you be careful of running about in that reflective glory and actually you taking the credit for someone else's bit for someone else's success. But do associate with do associate with wealthy people or people in the field that you want to be successful in, because it will rub off on you. It is the power of association. Um,
0: It's true as well. I was just going to say that, um, yeah, because you notice that people, um, I mean, they're they're so quick to associate themselves with people when they're on a high and they're successful in things as well. But then they tend to downplay their involvement or their association with people when things maybe start to go wrong. Do you know it's like?
1: I know, eh. That's, that happens every single time. It's like, look at Jeffrey Epstein. Ah, flavour of the month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the next minute, it's like, he's been touching girls. It's like, yeah. young girls. Whoa, wait a minute. No nothing to do with him. Right. Prince Andrew straight away, it was like, whoa, whoa. I, I don't even know who you're talking about. Wait yeah. a minute. You're walking through the park with him in a photograph. Have massive conversations after all this was announced. And yeah, you're telling and me you don't need accountability. Or all some, of the, you know, everybody wants to be associated with these people until something dire happens. And then it's like the pariah. They're away from them straight away. Just don't associate them in the first place if that's the case. Yeah. If that's the way you think and that's the way you are, you probably need to realign your thoughts and your your beliefs with a more, more um, moral stance, I would say. Yeah. Um, just hanging about somebody because they've got money. No, isn't yeah. the right thing to do. They need to align with your beliefs and your thoughts, you, you know, and and the way you are as a person. Right? Or yeah, you I need think- to reprogram yourself to align to them if they are successful in any sort of way, and you want to be about them because they'll soon find out that you don't think like them, so they'll gravitate away from you.
0: Yeah, I think it's really important that you need to like you say obviously you're saying associate with people that are successful and, and wealthy and things and then you will as a natural uh, well, progression see that. But a- I think you need to be open to the fact that you need to have your align, your beliefs need to align you need to be prepared to obviously uh, learn from them and uh, and take a lot from them in that aspect not just to hang around
1: Phil Spencer yeah Look, power of association hang about one Somebody asked me this morning, what's Phil like? And I went, he's absolutely brilliant. I mean, mm-hmm. Phil and I have, you know, met about seven, eight times maybe, maybe more than that, actually. And every single, Phil has no idea who I am.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you see what I mean? Who or what
0: do you like to brag about as a way to improve your credibility? Phil Spencer. Do you know what, what we noticed about Phil uh, the last time we were down in London and things? to your mind, it was you that brought it to our attention in mind. We spotted him. Um, of behind the scenes before he come on stage, and he was doing the whole psych up thing, and getting himself obviously wired and fired to get on the stage, um which I thought was really interesting to see. Obviously, not everybody could see him, but we we did, um, and, and I, I thought that was really
1: good. And, go, and then I tap him on the shoulder and go, "You nervous?" And he went, i <laughs> but <now> I, am. <laughs> I thought I would just throw a spanner in the works. Get yeah. in there, Phil. Um, but you see how that happens, you know. Who yeah. have you actually done that? And, and and you know, my one is definitely Phil Spencer. I've you know, I've I've, I've worked at that, that association definitely. And um, this is this is when it comes to a, a downward social comparison. And um, mm-hmm. so what happens when a this is when a person uh, we view as an equal suddenly becomes more successful than us? Yeah, this is a classic.
0: When somebody overtakes, um, how yeah. do we react
1: And how are we faced with the reality that that we really aren't, aren't really better than average because this person now's elevated them to a higher success this is what I talk about crabs in a bucket crabs are very social and they will they will they will this is what this is what exemplifies this so what happens is when a crab in in the buckets you know you put crabs in a bucket one tries to climb out of that bucket and the rest of them will pull it back in mm-hmm and if that crab keeps trying to climb out of that bucket, the rest of the crabs will kill it rather than let it out of the bucket. Is that not a bit, about, a bit like your peer group sometimes mm-hmm. when you elevate yourself above them, when you actually start to learn more and start to be more successful as a result? Here's the phrase. Listen, this is what it is. Some people want to see you get ahead, but not ahead of them. Yeah. They don't like that because what it does is it shows up their faults and defy the fact that they couldn't do that. And you've overtaken them, yeah. Because I guarantee if they're that type of person, they'll be talking behind your back about how inept you are to other mm-hmm. people. So then what happens is when you elevate your to higher success, then they go, ooh, that makes Lee look a bit daft. Yeah. So they try to pull you back down as a, as a natural result. So sometimes these are the people. We, and th- this is what I talk about, about the boosters on the rocket. Sometimes you get, you know, you take off in your rocket and these people are with you in the beginning and they'll fall off to the side. And you'll probably never have any contact with them ever again because that's the type of person they are. But they manage to get you to that, that point. And then they're no longer they're no longer part of your journey. And then mm-hmm. it's up to you to find new people to get higher and higher and higher. and And that's what it is. But some people will constantly come with you like you, Richard. You know, yeah. like like you and I, it's like you're still here. A lot of these other people have fallen by the wayside, yeah. But you're still here as a natural result, and you enjoy the successes of being an owner in the business yeah. and also being a director of the business and the uh, the associate uh, remuneration that goes with that, because yeah, you've hung around and you've you've. You've helped me succeed. <laughs> so and I've so helped this really way way say that, yeah. No, no, it didn't happen I've helped you succeed. Yeah. But other people, other people that have come before that have been involved with us sometimes sometimes didn't want that to happen because they're not that type of person.
0: Yeah.
1: Within them, they're what Stephen Covey would say is selfish.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They're, they're all about self. They just think about themselves. They don't think about anybody else. They don't think about other people and how it'll affect them. Their decisions are all based on themselves downward that's it so to start with, we can they compare ourselves to others to at least successful people we know sometimes there's nothing like other people's struggles to make us feel better about our own plight this is how people like uh, this is how people like hearing about other people's struggles our own financial challenges for example never seem so bad when we see other people in one a a worse situation when you've been to places like kenya You'll, you'll appreciate every single day after that, I'll tell you. I was it's watching. Like, when you've been to these places like me, it's like, holy shit. It's like yeah. I have got everything just to have a shirt on your back and to be able to wake up with central heating every morning and, and to never have to have a really – it's like, oh, I've got so much financial woes. I, I, thank God I've got financial woes because I tell you what, in Kenya, you'll be wondering where your next your next meal's coming from. Yeah. And it's not even going to be a nutritious meal, more than likely.
0: Yeah, I was watching a program at the weekend, it's Simon Reeve, and he does all these, he, he goes all over the world and things, and he was in South America, and he was, it was back in 2022, it was, anyway, it was through pandemic and everything, and, oh, just the loving conditions and what they had to go through, Um you should think yourself very lucky, but, um
1: Yeah, yeah. and then there's a prospect as well that you'll, you'll never actually No, I've lost my train of thought. Right, let's move on. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I just, you, you caught me on the top. It's like, for example, what had happened right there is I realized that I didn't actually go live on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I forgot to hit the live button on Instagram. <laughs> that's why I lost, lost my train of thought. I went, I wonder if I go live, it will just collect it all from before. I've got a funny feeling it hasn't. But that's a, that's another story. There they go. Even I make mistakes. Uh, okay. So, this is the question you've got to ask yourself. When mm-hmm. somebody, when someone you view as a peer is doing better than you professionally, do you react by spending time with folks you feel certain will always be one step behind you?
0: That's a good question to think about. Ooh, that's a really challenging question. Uh, ultimately, you're, you're changing who you associate yourself with to make yourself feel better. Lucinda we'll actually says,
1: Having lived in Egypt, I always appreciate our country in the in a different way. Absolutely, yeah, definitely, definitely. It's like, yeah. you know you don't realise what you don't realise what we've got in our doorstep. To have things like the NHS, to have free and in Scotland exactly, people, you know, free education. <laughs> you got the Caribbean, you got the Caribbean, and eleven years old that's your free education stopped, and everything after that in the Caribbean and Jamaica you've got to pay for. And your health care you've got to pay for it as well. It's like yeah. my God, no wonder they're in poverty. No wonder they don't go out at night. You know, and case you get attacked. I mean, eh, we can walk about the streets here, no bother. Yeah. So you don't need to worry about things like that. So you just you've got to appreciate what you've got. But as I said before, you know, when this is a really good question to to challenge yourself with. When mm-hmm. somebody you view as a peer is doing better than you professionally, do you react by spending time with folks you feel certain will always be one step behind you to make you feel better? That's the duff, mm-hmm. isn't it? You, ever, you watch the film The Duff? <laughs> where, the, where the good-looking girl goes about with two other lassies that are not quite as good as oh, her just to make her, to make her look, look better. To make yeah. her look better. Yeah. And, and guess what? You're the duff you know that's yeah. what that's what that is and, and you know it's a it's a it's a horrible way to look at things but a lot of people live their life like that and they don't realize they're living their life like that but the people that are actually watching them realize that and they, they keep away from them yeah so if you, it, 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 and here's here's a good marker and if you've maybe not got a lot of friends on facebook there might be a reason for that
0: yeah not all the time sometimes no. it's by um, choice yeah Sometimes, Sometimes it it's, by it's choice, my choice, but, but you notice a lot of these keyboard uh, warriors and things don't have a big friends list when you click on them. You see?
1: Yeah, uh, the, the, the the trolls, the trolls. You just look at them; they've got about five friends, and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's their that's their circle, because they're a troll. Nobody want you know. The only people that want to be around trolls are other trolls. Yeah. And they get a good kick at each other, messaging each other. Oh look what I did here, look what I did here. Oh, aye, <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Live your sad life. There's no dress rehearsal. <laughs> Wait till you get to your deathbed, and you'll realise how 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 you how you've not played the right hand. Let's let's say it like that.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. And then, yeah, we yeah. call it self handicapping, don't you? But we yeah. also call yeah. it self sabotage.
0: And as I mean, it's last, but no means least. I mean, self handicapping is when you choose to actually sabotage, sabotage. your own performance to I've ensure your ego stays intact.
1: I've done that plenty of times. No, not to do with my ego, but just to get excitement, self-sabotage. Yeah. So self-sabotage is a great thing that a lot of people use, especially highly strung people. Knowning mm-hmm. anybody to put it, Especially highly strung people um, are, are always wired and fired all the time. Uh, we like to self-sabotage things, uh, and we self-sabotage to get excitement. Uh, I've learned how to live with that and how to avoid that. Uh, boring pays well. Just remember yeah. that for the exciting, the entrepreneurs. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm starting businesses every second week. It's like, but you're actually making any money? No, but I'm starting businesses every second week. At some point, oh. I might. Um, at some point, it might be successful. Well, it's only going to be successful if you actually stick at it. So if you keep starting businesses all the time, you're never going to be successful in it. Do you think Elon Musk actually loves every single day he goes into his work? You know, no, he, he won't. But he knows he has to do it. Yeah. Um, but overall, he likes what he does because he wouldn't. He probably wouldn't be doing it. But if he has a greater purpose and a greater, a greater, a greater outlook for mm-hmm. humanity itself, he wants to be that type of person. That's where he sees himself. But a lot of people actually do that. They self-sabotage to keep their ego intact. They'll sabotage a, a relationship in case they get hurt. Yeah. Sabotage it before I get hurt. because right? I, I can't
0: take the hurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, have happens and, quite a bit. use that, use that as the rationalisation and the reasoning for themselves. To protect and, themselves. Yes. To protect themselves. I think, put an example in here, and obviously about self um, handicapping or self-sabotaging, and it, it's quite a, and it actually kind of, kind of runs through to me when I think about being young and at college and things, and it's like you'd, I remember Thursday night was student night, you'd go out on a Thursday, and you'd stay out late, and you'd have a, an assessment on the Friday, and you'd think, oh, well, if I do it and I pass, oh, that's quite good. I was out all night, I was running on, general you know, the last day? And then if you do you do fail, you could justify it because you're like, Oh, I was out last night. That's what that's what we yeah.
1: well, so a good Well, it's maybe because you just didn't study.
0: <laughs> well, that that maybe that's I don't
1: that's probably what it's down to. Yeah. It's the fact that you didn't actually put in any preparation, any work. Yeah. I used to say to my boys and, and, and Tony, my my children all the time, I used to say to them, as long as you before you go on an exam that you know you've done what you need to do in order to in order to, to get through the exam, it doesn't matter what mark you get at the end. It doesn't matter if you fail. Yep. It doesn't matter if you pass. It doesn't matter what exam result you get, you as long as you put, as more. long as you've applied yourself and you know you've put the hours in to 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 do it. Then that's the only thing you should worry about. Yeah, it's a good way. To Nothing work. else. The result mm-hmm. doesn't matter. It's the journey that you've taken to get the result. The result's just the icing on the cake. That's all. But it's only one person's interpretation. At that one point in your life about how successful you are according to them yeah a fish can swim very well but if you judge it on its ability to climb a tree it will go about thinking it's stupid for the rest of its life mm-hmm. and that my friend is exams
0: yeah
1: that's why vocational is quite good learning outcomes yeah, you know, learning as you go and actually getting tested as you go, rather than actually just one overall result. You know, yeah, yeah, because so you know this is all down to retention. It's like how many people have brain retention? It's like, it's how many people have got learning difficulties now? This is quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Now this will be a real one for other people out there to understand. Watch Diary of a CEO. There's a there's a one on there the now, actually, and 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 hey, it's no my words. It's this doctor's. Apparently, obesity and diabetes together quadruples the possibility that you might have an autistic child. That's interesting. It's nothing to do with hereditary. It's nothing to do with your genes or anything like that. It's a proven fact. So why are we not getting told this in the mainstream media? Yeah, I know. Because it doesn't resonate with someone that wants to give you a pill and sell you a product. Does it? No. That's why it's important to actually watch, you know, interact with things like that and actually learn and keep being a student life, yeah. And actually, you know, not just in what you want to do, but in other fields and other uh, listen to other more successful people and other experienced yeah. people, other professional people in their own right. And, you know, these professors and these doctors and all the rest of it, you know, they know what they're talking about. But they don't get put to the forefront because it's not profitable. There's no there's no money involved in it for the people actually putting them in the, in the limelight. There's mm-hmm. no money for somebody to put that on, on the television, is it? Because the advertisers will go, Whoa, wait a minute, I don't want to advertise we're alongside we're that. that. Clear he's, that. Talking, yeah. he's talking about ultra-high processed foods that are actually causing a problem.
0: Yeah, causing <laughs> autism. It's like, I don't want to advertise alongside that. That's I the people. Like, like you say, Jim, it's, I think it's really important to, to listen to people throughout life and, and learn life lessons and and, and and that aspect and not just think about learning and things from an academic point of view.
1: This is great, because look, look, I I, really genuinely think in 100 years time, somebody will resurrect us and watch it, of my family, <laughs> you know, coming on, yeah. and, it, and it's great to think in 100 years time, they'll hear that statement about what I just said about autism, yeah. and they'll probably go, oh my god, they actually didn't realise that at that time. Well, yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> Because it's not hereditary. Because how's it how's it how's it gone up two thousand percent? You know, in the last twenty years, something causing
0: that. And yeah, it's the, the, the relationship. And between the nothing, nothing
1: to do with it was never diagnosed because it was, it was always there. The diagnosis was always there. This is what he talks about. So there's there's no three or four generations that's happened in the last twenty years of this family. So this is this is what this is what they've got it down to. The fact that it's a lot to do with diet and exercise. And, and and why exercise as well? This is a, oh, God, this would be a great one for another show. How exercise is the very fact that because you're not exercising and because you're not actually, um, um, you know, pushing your body to do anything, yeah. your immune system's turning on you. Because mm-hmm. it's got nothing else to do. So it turns on your body. Because everything's engineered out of your life. He actually said he talked about, he talked about, what did he talk about? He said, it'd be interesting to see how the COVID babies that were born in COVID, who were actually put, you know, like sterilisation and all the rest yeah. of it, and how their health will will be affected later on, because he says more they than likely that exposure their to immune just, systems, yeah. their immune systems won't be as developed um, to other people's immune systems because they never played in the dub, they never yeah. got, you know, they never they never had all these germs round about them for their immune system to build and help them and improve them and protect them. But they were barely outside, some of them, for the yeah, first year. That's, that's, It's quite concerning how we don't look at the world how it, how it should be. And we, we pick up on information that we're fed from other organisations, how they want it to be. This is key here. Look, people, wake up. <laughs> Take the blue pill. <laughs> <laughs> Get yourself out of the matrix. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, this is a common example. Students say, that, yeah, you, you're right. And, and, and in the working world, people do this all the time too. Anyone who's put off tough, a tough work assignment until the 11th hour is guilty of this. In fact, they're all they're more or less self-sabotaging is the most common way people hold themselves back by advancing their career. Um, and it's easy to validate a lack of career progression um, when we undermine our own efforts. We yeah. start to blame other people. We start yeah. to blame, oh, it's our boss. My boss just doesn't appreciate me. It's like, they don't see what I do. And it's like, well, they don't see what you do because you don't do, actually do it. And you don't, you know, you're not really doing anything as, as such. And, and that's what highlights it. Um, probably the last one for me is currently the, 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 the a, a question for the audience out of this is really, have you ever justified your inability to move forward in your career based on outside distractions? In other words, it's my partner, it's my personal commitments, it's my family, this is what I talk about a lot of the times, it's when I get objections from people about, oh, but I need to be there for my family and my children and all the rest of it, and I'm like, well, are you you not supposed to be doing this for them in the first place? (laughs) It's like, are you not supposed to be creating this wealth in order to benefit your children? So by you not doing this, therefore you're not creating this wealth and you're justifying it by saying, oh, but I've got to spend time with my children, but you're doing it for your children. So it's, it's that, it's that, it's that quandary that people put themselves in. I used to get that a lot when I used to do network marketing. I used to show the planet to people and all of it, yeah, I want millions. And it's like, oh, I'm not prepared to pay that price. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I have now, I now love my, I now love my job. Well, wait a minute. All the way through this, you were saying you hated your job and you couldn't stand your boss. But now I've told you the work that you need to do. It's all of a sudden I've made you love your boss. I should I should maybe just send him a, a valentine card from you. <laughs> it's amazing how that how that changes. We, we used to have we used to be change, uh, change agents for for people who change them from hating their job to loving their job. Because all of a sudden they realised the price they had to pay to get the success that they wanted,
0: really, they really wanted and they weren't prepared to do that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we've covered quite a lot of good points today. And I think so now that we all know in which way we use or we could potentially use self-deception, the question still remains, I think, really, what should we do about the avoidance of the actual truth? Uh, and while we should recognise how it holds us back, we should also understand that it can be helpful too. obviously the real task uh, psychologically may not to be may not to be totally banish self-deception but to make it work for you and make it work for us to enlist when it when we need it when we maybe feel threatened and let it go when we're ready to face the facts Mm -hmm. uh, and be truthful with ourselves Um so should we always evaluate ourselves in relation to those of inferior aptitude No. no well grow com- com- uh, complacent and develop an exaggerated sense of competence uh, but sometimes a dash of downward social comparison is just what we need to bounce back from maybe a failure or maybe the better than average effect will do the trick that we spoke about i yeah. think really for me it's it's that's to be honest um, and with these six topics that we covered the deception, deception today are you better than the rest of us or the uh, or or don't you use or do you use self deception
1: i i you know I, I i've been doing that all my life i suppose um up to you know i've got a head start on you 20 years yeah. um, but but the reality is you know that's what i've come to the conclusion it's like we, i i have recognized over all these years that i've i've been guilty of a lot of these things mm-hmm. um but I've managed to I've managed to recognise that, but then that's that's all about reading the right books, listening to the right podcasts, uh, having the right mentors, um, and also listening to the right people. You know, think people like Tony Robbins and that will actually change your life for the better. Well, we are huge turmoil because, but then you realign you back in line with your beliefs, and once you're in uh, congruent with your beliefs and your your morals and your and what you actually truly believe in, then then life becomes so much easier for you. Overall, and I think that's that's where we can close the remark about, yeah. you know, it's life's a lot better on, on your terms and not actually somebody else's terms. Yeah. Um, I mean, but I mean, you're the master of your own destiny. And as I said, don't kid yourself.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely, we're all human. We make mistakes. It's identifying that and being truthful with yourself. And like you say, Jim, don't kid yourself. So... That was good um a lot of good insights today i hope for everybody enjoyed that that was watching we of course will be back next week at 12 30 as usual and we'll leave it there for today Jim. so thanks for that and thanks everybody who's been taking part um, and the questions and that today bye
1: bye we'll for now.